Hello, Matthew. Hello, Michael. Perchance, would you like to endeavor into a podcast? Verily so. Let us begin. Welcome, everybody. Trying to thing out. Let's see how see if it sticks. This is this is the fancy episode. Yes. Welking to Herking the Grepson. No, that was bad. Welking? <laughs> wow. What I don't know what that was. Welcome to Hacking the Grepson, episode 14. Uh, today we're gonna talk about, well, what we've coined software 101. But really, how does one get into software or programming? Uh, the answer to that. There's a lot of answers to that, yeah. and sometimes that's not even really the question that needs to be answered, but when someone comes to you, Matt, and says, oh, I like what you do as a profession or even as a hobby sometimes, how do I do that? What do you answer them with? I, I would probably tell them that depends. Right? Depends on what? Um, and I think it probably depends on really like two questions, and I'll, I'll let you dive into one of those, which is the like, what problem are you trying to solve? Yeah, one. yeah. But then the other side of that is... Depending on what they ask me, I've had people, you know, how do I learn how to program? Or mm -hmm. how do I become a software developer? Or mm -hmm. like, oh, are you a hacker? Right? Like any of those questions, like how, that was, that was just straight up Jurassic Park reference. <laughs> I, I just realized that. Um, my question was, what do you mean by that? Right? right? Because there's a lot of terms for our industry mm -hmm. and there's a lot of nuance within that. And some of those terms are used very interchangeably and in my mind are not. They have different connotations to them, mm -hmm. but it really is just in my mind, right? right? Like a uh, coder versus a programmer, what's the difference? That one's really hard to suss out because those are very vague, general terms. Like mm -hmm. a programmer is one who programs, right? right. And if you listen to our last podcast episode, uh, we go into what it mean what what a program even is and what coding actually is yeah. and like various that those have different definitions depending on who you are right, right. a coder is one who writes code mm -hmm. and that that there was nine different things that might qualify as code to you it means right. something specific to me it might mean something different to you right and then it gets into the more like professionally styled things like a software developer mm -hmm. right one who cre who is involved in the process of developing software and then there's a more rigorous version of that, which is software engineering, which is the actual job title that you'll usually have for people in this industry in the more in the more professional settings outside of academia, certainly, and like all the big companies, you know, your software engineers, your junior your junior software engineers, your senior ones. And that is actually applying the concepts of engineering and all the rigor involved in that into software development. Right. And then you get your terms like hacker. Hacker, to me, is very specifically somebody who is trying to break into a system, a computer system, um, either for malicious, with malicious intent or not. Mm -hmm. um, that's important. But mm -hmm. other people mean hacking to just mean, you know, writing software very quickly without any rigor to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Right. I, and I will use that term to mean, like, I'll say, oh, this is, this is just a hack. Like, it's a workaround. It's not... It's, there's no rigor to it, is what mm -hmm. I mean when I say that. So different people mean different things. Then there's terms like Code Monkey and Script Kitty. Where the Code Monkey is... A wonderful song by Jonathan Cole. A really wonderful song. I love it. Um, but generally speaking, when someone refers to themselves or to someone else as a Code Monkey, it's someone who's really... They're not doing 
the high level design of the software. Mm-hmm. They're like given a task, write this function, and then they do it. Right. It's 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 almost the 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 what's the conveyor belt thing uh, for assembly line. Yeah. It's almost the assembly line version of mm-hmm. software development, right? It's that piece of it, and a very important piece. Yes, honestly, I'm not good at that stuff, and it's so necessary to have somebody who will who is able to do that rote stuff reliably and right. consistently. A script kitty I mentioned is really it's it's what most people think of as hackers. I think are they're just they downloaded a script off the internet and they ran it to try to break into your computer. Right. They don't know what is going on. They know follow these instructions. And a, and a, and something will happen on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's the other two, which is IT computer person, which is which I've been labeled many times myself as well. Yeah. IT is really to me, it's the the people who are doing like the system administration, the maintenance. That's almost like the mechanic work of of systems, but it also includes like network design and the more infrastructure heavy things, mm-hmm. right? And computer person just that like eh, they know how to do they know how to do stuff with computers right which mm-hmm. we all do now you have yeah. a computer in your pocket yeah um, and then there's computer scientist right I have a computer science degree by definition I'm a computer scientist I do not employ a lot of my computer science knowledge when I am writing software I use it when I'm trying to make determinations determinations about w- different ways I might solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I need to be more efficient, that's when I leverage that knowledge and I apply the computer science principles. But in general, I would consider myself like a software developer or software engineer. Mm-hmm. And that's my job title, senior software engineer. Yeah. Uh, in general, I agree with most of what you said. One, a couple notes. Um, since I work on web dev, my actual uh, job title is applications programmer, which oh. is... Not necessarily on this list, but what that basically means is that we have web applications and I do programming to facilitate them. You know, uh, Another one that you didn't mention that, that just popped in my head while you were talking was software architect. Oh, my former job title. Yeah, so <laughs> what, what's, how is that different from a developer or engineer? A software architect is really in charge of the big picture, right? That when I was a software architect... What that meant is when we were, we, we had a suite of software, several different products, and they needed to work together. And we also had like business problems we were trying to solve that weren't necessarily the day-to-day nitty-gritty like tactical things. It's much more strategic and looking down the road and planning. And, and like I did very little actual software development, like mm-hmm. actual programming yeah. as a software architect. I did a lot of design and and planning and requirements gathering and all that all the other stuff there mm-hmm. but I was I was really setting I was almost doing a lot of product management um, I was setting a vision for what the what that would look like just like an actual architect would do right like they aren't right. out there constructing Hanging the walls drywall, yeah. yeah they're they're like this is what it should do here's the important things uh, from an engineering perspective that, you you know, I need to make sure that these walls can withstand the structural load that's going to fall mm-hmm. on them. A lot of software architecture is similar, but in the software world. Right. Yeah. And, and one other note was you mentioned that you don't really consider yourself IT. Um, I, I would I would disagree as far as is my experience with IT, because when I think of IT, I think of it as an even just a higher level umbrella 
than even software architect. Like IT includes us applications programmers, the network people, the business uh, logic people, the customer support people. You know, I mean, if something's wrong, it doesn't necessarily go to us right away. It might go yeah. to some uh, middle line thing. That, so it's really more of the system of, I mean, IT stands for information technology. Yeah. So it's basically organizing and facilitating the distribution of information using technology like computers or phones or iPads yeah. or, you know, anything. And, and I have seen that term used that way for decades. Mm -hmm. If someone says that they're an IT person, I almost guarantee, though, that they are not a programmer. Mm -hmm. as, as their day-to-day -day job, right? They're, they're generally going to be doing some of that more, some of the other things. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it all falls under that umbrella. Yeah. And it's, it's just a question of, like, what part of that do you want to do? Right. And I think that really gets to the, the meat of this discussion is when someone says, you know, hey, Matt, hey, Mike, how do you do, like, how do I get started doing what you do? And, like, that to me immediately jumps out as this thing in... Uh, I don't know if it's programming or if it's just logic, which is an X Y problem. Some somebody is asking about X, but what they but your interpretation of that is what they really want to know is Y, some yeah. other thing. So I may say, Hey Matt, I want to. How do I become a programmer? Well, are you trying to like what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get a job? Are you trying to learn a skill? Like you want to know Java? Are you trying to make a game? Are you trying to make a website? Like I would jump back and say that. As we talked about off offline, that for you, code is just a tool yep. to solve a problem. Um, I agree with that to a point. I think I may get a little joy, intrinsic joy, out of the act of coding. But regardless, I still agree that it is a tool. And so, uh, you know, I might think I want to make a video game. Uh, it's not that I want to be a programmer, but I want to make a video game. And part of making a video game is programming. Yep. So that may be something I want to do. But... It may also be, how do I become uh, the kind of artist that someone like, I don't know, you know, Activision would uh, would, would employ. Right. Uh, or, or I want to, you know, work on the music for it. Or I want to work on the, you know, I mean, th th there's so many things, like we've yeah. talked in a previous episode about making a video game that it's not just programming. Yeah, so. and there's several facets to it. And, yeah, to go with the game and uh, the game-specific example, mm -hmm. right, if I were working on a video game... And, and I have, uh, like personally, I might do... You mean like shut the box? Yes. Huh? Uh, I might do I might do all the pieces of it. Right. But some of those things I might not be good at, right? Mm -hmm. I am not good at graphics. I am not good at music. Mm -hmm. I know this about myself. I am good at, at knowing what is and is not a good user experience and a user interface. I might not be good at building those, but I know what is, right? But I am very good at the, at the back end stuff. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, you could be a game designer and not write a single line of code. You could design the entire thing out and then outsource the development of it. I yeah. know people who have done that with websites um, and, other, and other things, right? Like You need to write the story or the characters. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's tons of different aspects. Right. So, yeah, it all depends on what you're trying to do. Right. So, well, so let's, so let's use the game as, as an example. So if someone came to you and say, I want to make a game... Uh, First of all, what would you tell them to do to get started? So if they specifically said they wanted to build a game, a game yes. I would tell them that they needed to read game design books. Okay. Uh, actually, I would tell them two things. One, you need to go play a lot of video games. Yes. Right? What kind of game do you want to build? Yes. Um, you, if you don't know video games, you really can't write a video game. Mm -hmm. I, 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 you, you could, but it's going to be weird, and it may not be what anyone else wants. That mm -hmm. might be a good thing. Um, but like, I would say start there and look at game design, not even video game design necessarily. Yeah. Like there is game design books galore out there. 
And then from there, what part of that do you want to do? Do you want to do all of it? Um, okay, well, then you're going to have to start learning how to program and do graphic design. And and I'll go talk to my friend Mike. He knows how to do music stuff, and, <laughs> right? I can help you with... And, and then there's things like marketing and advertising and how do you publish it. And all, right. like, there's a lot to it. Right. Well, and you, you kind of uh, made an aside to, are you making a game because you want to get a job in making games and you want to make that your livelihood? Or do you just want to make something fun to say you did it? Uh, you know, you, you may go different places yeah. uh, to do that. Cause like, and also, are you making like, you know, a, a Wordle clone or are you making the next God of War? Yeah. You know? Yeah, is this an FPS? <laughs> right. You, well, and yeah, I mean, like, is, is that a popular game? Like, like you said, the mar- uh, often the marketing and the advertising are like more of an effort than even making yeah. the, the game itself. So I guess, well, what about you? If someone asked you this question. How to make a game. Where would you, where would you tell them to start? Well, besides what you said, yes, playing games, knowing, well, we mentioned before, logic. Like, mm-hmm. basic logic, the game loop. I think... Uh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Any book or resource I've ever read on making games, because I've also tried my hands at making games occasionally, is understanding the game loop of, like, okay, when you start a game, like God of War, or, you know, let's use something... Uh, tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe, right. <laughs> uh, if you were starting tic-tac-toe, essentially what tic-tac-toe is a system that is sitting there waiting for someone to make an input, yep. which is to either put an X on a square or an O on a square, and then can you put an X on that square? Can you put an O on the square? After you do that input, has someone won the game? If someone's won the game, the game is finished, and yeah. what happens? So understanding that basic idea, because even tic-tac-toe is like God of War. You start the game. What happens when you start the game? You are now in a level. You have a character. You he has stats. There are other things to interact with. There is a yep. like a, a win state or an end state. Do you die? Do you beat the game? Yeah. Like so, that, understanding that causality. Yeah. And and then you mentioned logic specifically, yeah. and like that that as well, right? There's a causality, and then there's formal logic is absolutely used in in general in in any sort of problem solving mm-hmm. that's going to be. Any kind of engineering at all is going to involve right. some amount of logic. If this happens, then this happens. Mm-hmm. You have to at least have a fundamental understanding of that kind of stuff. The basic logic, basic causality, yeah. at a minimum. Yeah, you know, I I will uh, take you one even higher. I think something that I find missing with people who ask a question like, how do I do a thing, is, like, why are you asking this yes. question, and why are you not just doing it or finding yeah. out how what how to do it like yeah like, what's stopping you from doing yeah it? like curiosity is something you need to be a programmer because yes why did i become a programmer i probably looked at something and i'm like how the heck does that work how did they make that and then i did the best i could with we live in the age of the internet yep. you can type anything into google and say like how did they make blah and, you know, there's websites like uh, How Is This Made? And you can put any website into it, and it will tell you all the technologies, and then you can go look up those technologies and, like, how do you use those things? Yeah. And, like, that's, like, a fundamental thing that is just curiosity. How do things work? I find it astounding that that people don't naturally do that. Um, <laughs> right. I, I cannot tell you how many... Because I, I pick up hobbies and throw them away left and right. Yeah. It's just a thing... I, li- I like to learn. Yeah. It, that's who I am. Right? And how do you teach that to someone who doesn't just... Have I have no that. idea. I'm I'm yeah. a parent. I wish I knew how to teach. <laughs> uh, but like, so frequently throughout my life, someone will go, "How do you know how to do that?" I say, "I wanted to know how it was done, and I looked it up." Yeah. 
How did you learn to build your office, Matt? I looked up how to build a room. Right. The end. Mm. And then I did it. Yeah. How did you make that? How did you do that woodworking stuff? I looked up how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I tried it. And most of the time when I do that stuff, it doesn't come out well. And that's okay. Yeah. Because I'm learning a thing. And sometimes I find I have an aptitude for it. Or I enjoy doing it. Or right. ideally, both. Well, you know, to compare that to how, what you do at like work where you use code as a tool, like, do you get just intrinsic value out of working with wood as opposed to, I wanted to make a thing. Oh, I must learn woodworking to make that. I get value out of solving problems. So you did want to do something and then it led you that way. Sometimes the problem I'm solving is learning how to do a bigger, learning how to solve a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. So I get joy out of learning for that purpose, right? Right. What I don't get joy out of is the data, is the code monkey part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Where I, where you and it's necessary, right? You need to go through and you need to grind to use a video game term, right? <laughs> you need to go out there and do the task mm-hmm. a million times until right. you're it's so second nature and you and you have that that experience, right? That's just a part of it. Yeah, that is necessary. Practice, practice, practice. To 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 use uh, a, a something that I used on my daughter uh, recently, who has been trying to perfect her cartwheel. Mm. I told her that you must do, and I know I heard this somewhere, but you must do cartwheels not until you do them correctly, but until you cannot do them right incorrectly. Because like that's that's kind of like the goal is that if you want to become a programmer or you want to make a game just to use that example again, is you, you can start with all different kinds of programming languages. There's tons of resources on the internet type. How do I make a game into Google? And it will lead you down a million different paths. But like the crux of it is make a game. Make a terrible game. Yeah. Make tic-tac-toe that would like shame any you know uh, person who you would ever look at it or, or make you ashamed. And then... Make it better. Yeah, make it better. Well, okay, why was it bad? Don't do those things. Yeah. Do do them better. And then make something more ambitious. You know, make like a multiplayer tic-tac-toe. Um, until eventually, you know, you're making the God of War of exactly. dreams. Yeah. To, to go into the, the software engineering side of it, right? Like, when you talk about levels of, of from the professional side of it, yeah, right? Yeah. You got your junior engineer, your senior engineer. Some of that is you've got years of experience doing it, blah, blah, blah. Some of it is this is how much we're paying you. The important part of it, to me is what you what you know right what what you have experienced doing right the 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 thing you said about not being able to do it wrong yeah there are certain things i will just not do when i'm writing code because i know it will paint me into a corner down the road or it will cause me a headache in six years when i have to come back to it or whatever Mm. i i have enough built-in experience over the thousands of hours I've spent doing this throughout my life that I know without even thinking about it not to do certain things mm-hmm. and to absolutely bake certain things in. And I see, and, and when I look at more junior people's uh, code, that's the stuff I see. It's like, you don't even realize how much of a problem this is going to be because it solves the problem today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that That would be sort of like what the code monkey would do because they just want to get it done. Yeah. But what the software engineer or, or architect would never do because they have gotten to that point by doing that enough times to realize that yeah. you would never do that. Um, so let's use a different example uh, just to contrast with game dev. What about making um, 
I don't know. Uh, I mean, I could talk about websites or you could talk about making apps because you've made like, and it, like, what if you wanted to make uh, Im embedded applications in a piece of hardware? Like, how, like that, that's, that's a lot harder than I think the millions of resources that you can make a game with or that you can make a website because they're all kind of on the internet. But what if it's like you want to make your own Google Home? Where would you even start making something? Like so for that. something like that, where I would point people is like Raspberry Pi, Arduino, or Lego mm. Minds, or even Lego Mindstorms, right? Yeah. Like mm. any of those. Uh, uh, actually, Lego Mindstorms is a really good place for somebody to start I've to get familiar used with that. It. But it sounds awesome. Um, it it it's interesting because I I know too much about programming <laughs> where I find it very frustrating to try to work in that environment. Yeah. But as an introductory programming. Uh, realm it's great mm -hmm. and it will teach you things like control flow and logic like you have to learn those things and you have some tangible like oh i made the car drive forward or mm -hmm. this robot turned 90 degrees to the left and it gets you into that mindset if you really want to get serious about building those kind of things so yeah i would point it like an arduino or a raspberry pi mm -hmm. and then say look but what i what i would say is pick a specific task that you wish to solve like tic-tac-toe in your example right mm -hmm. find the most rudimentary thing you don't know how to do and figure out how to make that thing do that how do turn on a light when you press a switch mm. i know how to do that strictly from an electrical engineering standpoint mm -hmm. how do you do it so programmatically mm -hmm. right i push this button and it turn and this light turns on i push it again and that other light turns on oh Okay, now this is now we have a system. Yeah, we're learning logic. That's where I would tell somebody to start. Yeah. What about what about just programming in general? Like say they I say I was gonna bring that up, yeah. yeah. So they say, okay, fine, yeah, yeah. I wanna do some of that stuff, but I don't know what I I just I, I wanna get my feet wet with learning how to program, how to make a computer do a thing. Mm -hmm. Where would you push people? I mean, I feel like you would say Python. You are correct. And I would say Ruby. Which are both are both are good answers. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of two sides of yeah. the same coin because the, the main thing about Ruby and Python is that they're interpreted, and they have uh, REPLs, which is essentially you can bring up a terminal and type a command, and now you are in, you know, essentially a shell of that language, and you can just start typing a line of that language and hitting enter and getting an output. Like yeah. you 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 write something and it tells you whether it was correct and it gets you something. You're like, okay, two plus two you know, hit enter and it will give you four. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, I just told a computer how to do something. I've, I'm a programmer now. You yeah. Know, and, and you are at that yeah. point. You have now programmed. Yeah. I would say, yeah, Python or Ruby, but really I, I would go more generic. Than, I'd say script. Scripting language stuff. So oh, like something a, like on, a shell on your command line, but but you could use Ruby or Python. Uh, or yeah, yeah. Those things. I would probably, I would tend to point somebody at not bash or ZSH mm. just because the syntax is painful. And that's where I would point at something like, honestly, even then, like Node might come into play. Mm -hmm. Even though I would probably never recommend anything that requires that that has an event loop as its main driver as an introductory program, because then you have to start thinking asynchronously, and that's hard for people. But if you want to build a modern web app, then you need to do. You that. need to understand the event yes. loop because that's basically every modern right. web page. So if if that was your goal, I would I, then I would encourage you to yeah. start there. So that you just jump in with both feet and you have to deal with that problem so early that it isn't, it doesn't cause you problems when it works fundamentally differently than every other programming language on the planet, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I learned tons of programming languages when I was in college because I found it interesting to see 
how those programming languages solved different problems. Mm-hmm. I like I like to view software as as a toolkit, mm. right? I am trying to solve a problem. What is the right tool for this job? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use a screwdriver to hammer a nail mm-hmm. unless the screwdriver is the only thing I have. You could turn around. And... Yeah, and I've done that. Yeah. I have, in fact, used a screwdriver. <laughs> but it's not the right tool for that job. Right, right. But sometimes it is the right now tool for that job. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably point people at, yeah, pick a very small, discrete uh, problem that has... A tangible endpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Pick, go back to our "What are your favorite scripts?" episode. <laughs> yeah, right? go to that. Write one of those. Write something like that. What is a tool mm-hmm. that you like? My first foray into this type of into any sort of programming outside of Basic was batch programming. Mm-hmm. I was oh, editing yes. batch files on Auto my exec.batch. Yeah, because I needed it to do certain things. I wanted it to be I wanted my computer to behave a different way. Right. Something like um if this then that. Mm-hmm. That is a an application you can get on your phone mm-hmm. that will let you do that that kind of logic and control flow more natively and Mm -hmm. that that gets you exposure to those ideas to see if you have an affinity for it if you Mm -hmm. have a knack for it or like where you might need to and and then from there you can grow yeah uh and because i'm a web dev i will just say like honestly right clicking on any website and going view source Mm -hmm. is like a great way to just like you know look at that and and maybe even find a guide like an intro to html guide and just go down the source code of a website and and identify and understand what each piece is and then try to write a one page web page that's not interactive that just like you know display some text and then like add a button and then maybe make that button do something when you click yep. it i mean and add an image and then maybe use some css to actually make the image go in a place where you want to or change the size of it yep. like once again it comes down to curiosity and as as you brought up, basically annoyance with things not working the way you want and wanting to change them. Maybe you're not annoyed by any technology, and so you don't want to know how it works because it works fine. Yeah, I don't understand that, but maybe I don't that either. Person. I'm <laughs> I'm all about efficiency. I I hate my, my currency is time. Right, like yeah. I know this about myself. I am very precious about my time, mm-hmm. and I don't like wasting my time. Um, and I hate wasting other people's time. Mm-hmm. So, what I want to do always is make something more efficient. Not necessarily efficient in like get it done a millisecond faster, but get it done with less annoyance to myself yeah. so that I'm enjoying that time. Right. If every time I had to upload a file, it required 15 minutes of me doing something boring, I'm never going to upload a file. Mm-hmm. But if I had to beat the computer at tic-tac-toe, okay, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, because then that's interesting to me at least, you yeah. know. Well, I, and going back to our episode about... Uh, Wordle, I mean, a lot of people just found joy in how can I game this by yeah. scripting it, by yeah. figuring out the, the optimal re- algorithm for it. Uh, so that's another thing you could try. Um, one, one more thing, just because we brought up Minecraft in the past, I mm. wholeheartedly recommend you just buying Minecraft, playing Minecraft, and trying to build some something out of Redstone. Redstone is basically Minecraft's version of like logic. Yes, of, it's logic gates, right? Yeah, it's yeah. logic gates, and like, you know, if I you know, the, the or and the and and the XOR and, you know, you want to make something light up, but only if these things happen. Uh, there's a great book I actually bought one time that, that they put out a couple of these books that are like guides to Minecraft. And this one specific one is literally just like 
uh, an intro to Redstone, and it kind of takes you on the very simplest components all the way up to like making you know um, you know a mob farm or something like that. Yeah. I think uh, similar to that, another great place for people to kind of dip their toes in the water mm -hmm. with this kind of thing is mods to video games. Mm -hmm. There are some of those that are really simple, and yeah. it's 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 like modifying a configuration file, mm -hmm. and then there's way more complex ones. But the modifying a configuration file level one is a really easy way to see what happens if I change this variable. That that that's a great way to put it. Like, what happens if I change this thing? Like. How do I make this this thing just do something slightly different? Like like in a, uh, another episode, we were talking about Audacity and how the waveforms are blue. I want to make them green. How would I do that? Like it's just you're using technology. You find a thing that bothers you or that you want to change, and then you that that's your question. Yeah. How do I change the waveform in Audacity from blue to green? It's not how do I become a programmer. Maybe you'll become a programmer because of that, but that would be your endpoint or your intro. I think the TLDR of this for me, the takeaways I would have is, uh, be curious. Yes. And not judgmental. And yes, <laughs> yeah. Be curious, not judgmental, and learn how to research things. Yeah. Like and that and I don't mean like you have to go and perform an entire scientific study. I mean know how to use Google. Yeah. To put your and know how to ask a question in a way that Google can give you an answer. Yeah. Because Google is a computer. Mm -hmm. It's a whole lot of computers, but it's yeah. a computer. And at the end of the day, you have to communicate to that computer in a way that it understands to get what you want. Mm -hmm. And if you boil everything down in programming, that is what it is. It is telling a computer how to do something that you want it to do. Mm -hmm. Google is a is not programming to use Google, but if you don't know how to use Google to get the results that you want, you're going to struggle to to be a programmer. Ooh. Is knowing exactly what to put into a Google search to get what you want. You say it's not programming, so what is it? Is it just logic? So I would say, if you go back to our previous episode where we had the the, the code alignment chart, mm -hmm. it's definitely in the ca causality purist line, right? Because it's a machine is executing it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it falls under the logic purist because you're not saying, do this thing, Google. You're saying, I want a result. Like, mm -hmm. here's the outcome I'm looking for. I'm specifying what the valid outcome is in precise terms. So it's, it falls under the logic neutral one, right? Mm -hmm. It's specifying valid outcomes in precise terms, but not how to achieve them. I don't care what Google is doing to get me those results. What I'm saying is, I want to know what the airspeed is of an unladen swallow. Tell me how to find that, you know? <laughs> and you can ask Google or watch Monty Python. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, that's synergy right there, Matt. That we just went back to a previous episode and used the knowledge for a future one. Um, so, any other I, thoughts on like just yeah, just just do it, man. I don't yeah, know. Just get what are you waiting for? Uh, and stop asking questions. Start researching. Yeah, start uh, asking questions. Actually, the first asking step. questions is good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Strike that from the record. But <laughs> but yeah, the best way start. Yeah, just start. And if you need somebody to sit with you and kind of like help you do it. Once you have that tangible, concrete task, I guarantee you any software person that you know would be happy. Delighted. To like be like, ooh, I get to teach you a thing? Oh, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Agree. Uh, yeah. So good luck with your endeavors out there, whether they're programming or developing or engineering or architecting or even monkeying around. Who knows? Um, so I think that's the end of our episode. Thank you for joining us on another exciting and informative and hopefully entertaining episode of Hacking the Gripson. We now return you to your regularly scheduled lives, already in progress. 